0: ...to practice being the kind of husbands that love wives as Christ loved the church. And you, you see there's quite a bit of reference here to kind of washing, cleansing... Um, you see uh, verse um, uh, 26, well, from 25, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And he goes on, in, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Uh, after all, everyone loves their own body. Uh, talking about, male product earlier on. We we, we do it, and and increasing sort of gym culture, getting the six-pack, looking good. Well, if the the attention that us guys pay to our bodies and our appearance and our general health were transposed onto women, if we paid as much attention to them, and I'm not now talking about their bodies, I'm talking about inside their character, it's kind of calling forth the trick is to call forth what God has sown in there to see it, to see like a a window into their soul you you don't need to worry, guys and girls about the the physical attraction if it isn't there right at the start, it'll come the the, the challenge is to look for someone who you, you imagine God could call you into a lifelong friendship kind of soul tie with Tim Keller, who's, who's written a book on marriage, he, he makes a, a very challenging point. He says, you know you know what happens with a lot of young singles? If you had a, a room of 30 singles, let, let's, say, let's say, for sake of argument, there are 30 girls in a room, and one guy walks in, he says, with a view to sort of thinking, oh, I wonder if there's a marriage partner here. He says, almost immediately, that guy will discount 27 of them, just because of their body shape. And he'll go to the three that he's attracted to and try and contort them into becoming a soulmate. And Keller says, wrong way around. Look for the potential soulmate. Who's the friend? Who's the one that you can see? I can serve you. I can encourage you. I can call Christ out of you. And in so doing, I feel a kind of connection and a oneness, that one flesh. I I promise you, the physical attraction, it'll play catch up. The, the, the one flesh reference is not about sex. Sex is a, is a, is a, deriv- it's a derivative of, of a kind of soul oneness. And if we can work at that as Christ did, coming down and giving himself for us, when we didn't even know him, he didn't even know if we were going to choose him, and yet he gave himself for us because he wanted to call out of us what we're practicing here as we worship, as we talk, as we fellowship, as we feed on his word. It's his life. So the, the, the trick in all relating, and particularly in marriage, is that we call out the life of God in one another by washing, by feeding, by caring. Guys, I think that means in a relationship, what are, what are the kind of values, what are the kind of parameters, where, where is the sort of field of truth that we want to flourish here in our relationship, in our friendship? It, it's, it's about, um, actually, I think sometimes making oneself vulnerable. I think in general, and again, you can disagree with me, but I think in general, women find it easier to apologize, or they apologize quicker than men. Guys, we could practice saying, I'm really sorry. Please, will you forgive me? Uh, and hold one another to account on that. Because it's the humility, that's exercising the same kind of humility that Christ showed in living and dying for us. I'm conscious of the time, we need to, we need to uh, call a halt, but the, the vision here is that uh, all of us, in practicing our relationships within the church family, we, we kind of prepare ourselves to be the kind of husbands and wives that Paul talks about here, and that we all aspire to be. I'm conscious too, as we finish, that um, there is so much more we could have said about this, and what we're looking to do is to work up into a mini-series at the start of next term, kind of something like, love sex and marriage or I don't know something like that but we want to kind of pause a little bit more on uh, what Paul's talking about here there's so much that we can mine into and so we want to present more of that at the start of next term in in a series on on that we're we're conscious we haven't covered everything this evening are we going to go into communion is that is that good I know I'm really sorry that we've run over time Uh, I'm going to hand back to Pat and uh, actually no better way than to continue this sense of worship than coming to Christ Uh, as we take the bread and the wine together.
1: Can you see me? Most importantly, (laughs) can you see me? Would you like to stand? Steve we've got the communion liturgy all good excellent brilliant we now come to our time of communion which is there's no clearer sign of uh, God's self-giving love Christ's self-giving love for us than this meal that we share as his body the church the Lord is here His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right to praise you, Father, Lord of all creation. In your love you made us for yourself. When we turned away from you, you did not reject us, but came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ you shared our life, that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night that he was betrayed, at supper with his friends, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death and celebrate his rising in glory, send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine may be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink this wine, may Sorry with your whole church throughout the world we offer you this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal song of heaven holy 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 Lord God of power and might heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna in the highest we break this bread to share in the body of Christ though we are many we are one body Because we all share in one bread. In a moment I'm going to ask the stewards to come forward, Phil and Hannah, Shutsmith and Ali. We're going to have a station at the back, which if you're in the back half of the church, make your way there. We'll have one in the front. We invite Christians of all denominations to share communion with us here at St Dee's. You'll be offered a wafer and uh, invited to dip it into the cup. Although if you'd like to drink straight from the cup, you are also welcome. Slightly.